I mean, to torture the sandwich metaphor, it's like, it, it's just kind of like folding and thick and thin, like a good pastrami sandwich. I don't know. But it there's a lot of longing and loss. We have sex with the wife. He throws a surprise hot pepper into the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in a world of pure imagination that's what they say to lure the kids in the van Ramen. take a look and you'll see into your imagination well that's not that's not suspicious at all <laughs> we'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation what we'll see will defy explanation just out of curiosity, is this how you communicate with your wife, too? If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do, do it. Want to change the world, there's nothing to it. Oh, oh, I, I think I kind of get it. You're, you're using Willy Wonka to talk about Canada, eh? I'm Roman Segel. And I'm Ryan and Joe. we are two dudes who are going to keep threatening to move to Canada, but are too chicken shit to do it. I mean, that is where most comic books are printed, so maybe we should do it anyway. This week, we're reading the great Canadian graphic novel, Essex County, by Jeff Lemire. Published in 2011 as a series of three graphic short stories set in Lemire's hometown of Essex County, Ontario, Essex County is a simple, soulful, sometimes haunting portrayal of everyday Canadians over the generations. The three short stories are Tales from the Farm, Ghost Stories, and The Country Nurse, and they cover the everyday life of Farmers, orphans, estranged hockey brothers, gas station attendants, and a country nurse. Jeff Lemire, or Lemire, is more popularly known for his seminal run on Moon Knight, Sweet Tooth, Ascender, Descender, and Black Hammer, which we've actually read on this pod. Lemire is a current comics creator whose varied works I've personally come to enjoy over the past few years, but Essex County is like probably his most personal and haunting work, which is saying a lot given his other stories cover disassociative identity disorder, artificial intelligence, post-apocalyptic survivor, and or the resignation of superhero despair. So basically, I'm really glad I had the opportunity to revisit Essex County because I love this sort of deeply personal and depressing storytelling. Ryan, this actually was a last-minute sub that you suggested for another comic we didn't want to read. So I, I guess I gotta ask, what led you to bringing this book back, and what'd you think? Uh, this was actually the first Jeff Lemire or Lemire. I'm gonna go with Lemire. Why not? Comic that that I'd read of his, and I got it a long time ago, and it just met left a really really huge impression on me. And you know, I wanted to go back to it. It's also a, a very meditative book, and you know, as the season is turning, it's getting a little bit colder. It's actually a very good good autumn book. And you know, the every the the, the three stories really resonated with me. And when I first read it, uh, I think I kind of read it when it came out. Actually, the reason I remember it is because um, the the second volume, Ghost Stories, was inspired by a song by Nico Case called I Wish I Was the Moon. And I was really listening. I was really kind of enjoying that song. And when I picked up the book at the same time and then read eventually that it was inspired by I Wish I Was the Moon by Nico Case, I, you know, it was just like a really huge coincidence. So... I don't know. It was just, it was a book that, that it was a, it's a series that left a really big impression on me. 
when I was probably in my mid twenties and you know, yeah, I wanted to go back to it. Yeah, it's uh this is gonna be a really short episode because we both really liked it. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. It's I actually don't know if I knew who Lemire Lemire was when I got this. It's just kind of one of those random things that looked interesting. I was starting to pick up, you know, just more indie comics. And it just, again, with a lot of like really good cartooning, it's just kind of really unassuming because there's no superheroes. There's just like these old craggly. Well, there's superheroes. There's, uh, there's what, there's what's the little name? kid, the little oh, kid in the first book. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's. Yeah. Lester. Lester, his name is. He's a superhero. You could argue these, these hockey players are kind of like superheroes too, right? Like, but it's just these, these unassuming, but really eccentric and interesting people. But that's kind of how we all are. You know, if you like scratch a little deeper into a conversation with anyone, no matter how mundane your experience is, there's some story, there's some tragedy, there's there's something, you know, we just don't know the stories behind every single person. One of the things that really struck me when I read it again, because when I read it the first time, I really liked ghost stories the most, but I wasn't sure mm-hmm. why. But now, you know, reading it again, it's definitely like a sandwich, you know, the Tales from the Farm, which is the first volume, and The Country Nurse, which is the third volume, those are that's the bread. Ghost Stories is the meat. And Tales from the Farm, the first volume, really feels like kind of like an introduction. It's a very kind of slight story about a boy coming, you know, kind of grieving yeah. over his mother's death. And then The Country Nurse is the story that really kind of ties everything together and shows the connection that all of the characters have through it's the It's almost generations. like the, the toothpick but, with the olive going through the sandwich. It is. I, I still think it's bread, but yes, it could be tooth, a toothpick as well. If you want to, if you, if you want to extend the metaphor and torture everybody. Ghost stories though, is, is, is really where it's at. Like, cause that's the, and I think that's the case for you too, because that's the one that's basically the longest volume. It's the one in the middle. It's and you don't actually really need to read the other two volumes to understand Ghost Stories. Well, and, it got, and Ghost Stories um, covers like a, a wider a history. Yeah, I mean it's I mean oh, these yeah. two brothers, you know, having not just adventures as kids, which you, you don't really touch on, but like adventures as adults, right? And kind of the misadventures and the falling out and then fast forwarding across generations with those kind of original sins. Yeah. It's, it's about, it's, it's really about loss. Well, you know, so, okay. So the thing about ghost stories more so than the country nurse. So tales from the farm kind of does have a beginning, middle and an end. It's, but it's, it's just, you know, the kid kind of eventually comes to terms a little bit with his mother's death, or at least he kind of comes to terms in a way that he's able to, to move on with his life. He's kind of stunted mm-hmm. when, you first, when you first meet him. He's still kind of, he's dressing up as a superhero. People are saying, oh, you know, it's kind of a little bit odd. And part of that is, is I think, an armor over, you know, that, that he kind of wears so that he doesn't really have to confront his mm. grief over his mother's death. And then towards the end, there's, you know, it's not like an explosion of emotion, but he, he kind of moves on from that. And that's, that's the end of that story. And then the country nurse doesn't, it doesn't really have, you know, it, it really just kind of feels like, Oh, here's how everyone kind of ties together. And it uses this nurse as the vehicle who, who is a recurring character in the previous. One could say volumes. kind of you like get a, a little bit more in a sandwich. Uh, okay. We'll go on. Okay. The nurse, the toothpick, of the story no, but she's she's you know but we don't really you know she kind of just goes through 
she kind of just goes through her different patients, kind of helping them. And you don't really get much about her own internal conflict or her own life or her own challenges, other than the fact that she's got kind of like a, a jackass son. But Ghost Stories, it's really a, a really complex and really sad story about two brothers who really, really love each other. And the this riff that that opens up between them because the older brother basically sleeps with the younger brother's wife. And even though that's never stated or, or even though they, they, they never really kind of confront each other about it explicitly, you know, there's, they, they, they kind of, like the, the younger brother knows and the older brother is just kind of racked by so much guilt that he basically ostracizes, um, yeah, goes yeah. into ostracizes himself, yeah, yeah, right? He just yeah. does not like, he doesn't, he doesn't contact his younger brother his younger brother tries to reach out to him. He does not see his mother until she she dies. He basically just leaves the family. And, you know, it, it's basically the consequences of his actions. He goes into this sort of self-imposed exile. And over the course of that exile, the younger brother, some point off screen, realizes what happened and that his daughter might not be his daughter. And all of that is stated kind of in the market. Yeah, it's... Which I think is really kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's, I mean, to torture the sandwich metaphor, it's like, it, it's just kind of like folding and thick and thin, like a good pastrami sandwich, I don't know. But it, there's a lot of longing and loss. When he has sex with the wife, he throws a surprise hot pepper into the sandwich. <laughs> but even, I mean, you could be kind of one and done with that, even where you show the confrontation between the brothers when they do have the reunion and he does meet his niece or is it his daughter? But it's, it pulls it out even more because there's the tragedy of what winds up happening with the wife and daughter and the brothers having to live together. And even after the brother dies and the brothers, I don't know if you would call them ghosts, but it's just, it drags out this thing and how this, not even the inciting incident of the affair, but the, the relate the tortured relationship between brothers and i didn't think i was going to go here it just occurs to me as i read it and to be clear this exact tragedy does not exist in my family but you know my dad is estranged from his family right and his brother his brothers and his remaining brother in india and i'm not saying i know why or i fully understand why but this is kind of the story is a lesson in how things from the past will continue to haunt right will continue to linger and it's hard to let bygones be bygones like the, the grudges or the misperceptions or the guilt just festers and the distance makes it worse. And this is a reality. I mean, this story was so real. Like there's, there's no fiction about this. Well, you know, it's interesting that they never, that they confront each other about what happened in the past, but never really confront each other. Right. They never explicitly say it. Like there's a line when he's in the barn and the the younger brother is, is so is mad that that his older brother just vanished you know why you know why why did you leave you know you're you're you know you, you kind of abandoned our mom and there's this line where you kind of realize that he he knows what happened when, when he just basically says about his daughter she's mine you know you know just basically you know asserting his own paternity over his daughter and that is kind of as close as you come to a, you know, an acknowledgement of what happened. The fact that the younger brother knows what his older brother did. And they still, even throughout, they never really explicitly say it. You know, it's this, it's this weight. 
between them and this tension that always exists between them, even when the older brother, now an old man, kind of comes back to, to, to tend to his younger brother who has been crippled in the car accident that ultimately killed his, his wife and daughter. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just, um, I, I think, you know, Lemire does a lot drawing out that, that sort of silent tension throughout the generations. And you see how it's just, it's really interesting because you get a sense of how it has metastasized from the moment as a young man, when he sleeps with his brother's girlfriend to his exile and even over the years where nothing is really happening in his life he's just, you kind of yeah, get he's a just sense driving, of he's just tension. driving the trolley drinking with his buddies he's just driving a yeah. bus yeah that's it that's all he's doing and yet at the same you know like like if, from a narrative standpoint nothing happens but you get the sense of this this incredible guilt that is weighing on him and he's not sure you know how this is you know and 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 and, and the sense of his absence impacting his younger brother, who really, who really kind of looked up. It's to him. just like a very tortured story. Like you're, you're, and it's a, it's not quite a train wreck that's happening. Like with the exception of that moment on the roof, but it's you're just kind of in this again. Train wreck's the wrong word, but it's like this perpetual motion machine of life that won't stop. You can't stop the pain. You can't stop the torture that that the elder brother is feeling. Um, I, and, and and I think it's brought more to life, like the tragedy, like it, the, it's not quite a twist, but the tragedy of post reunion, the wife and daughter dying, you know, like, and all of a sudden, okay, well, we now have to live with each other. We now have to confront this. And then the grandson being part of their life, however, briefly. Yeah, I, uh, this one, this one really took me for a loop, especially because of the multi-generational nature. And you watch these characters kind of just like age before your eyes. And to your point, the the grief or the loss or the longing is a metastasis. But is that what's aging them? Or it's just, you know, the inevitable aging? I don't know. I, I think the other thing that I really liked about this book, you know, the country nurse is almost sort of, well, actually, you do get a sense of like this greater community in, in Essex County. And then Tales from the Farm is really just kind of an insular story, you know, that really kind of takes place between two, three, three characters and doesn't really kind of move far geographically. But Ghost Stories really kind of, it jumps between different, but city and country, different timelines. And there's also this kind of sports story about these two brothers who are really, you know, who are good at hockey, above average at hockey and trying to go pro. And the younger brother, of course, who is, much, much better at hockey than the older brother, but isn't particularly interested in, in, in going pro. He just kind of wants to go back to the farm. And so you have this whole, you know, you have this whole kind of family drama, but it's also kind of wrapped around this obsession of hockey, which is the quintessential Canadian sport. And you have this whole culture of like, you kind of see this whole culture of these players in, I guess, the minor mm-hmm, leagues. Mm-hmm trying to go pro and of course most don't and what happens when when you don't where does your life go when when all of that when all you're of that at a bar you're on a farm you're driving a trolley <laughs> well that's the thing right i mean once hockey is gone from the older brother's life his reason for living is essentially gone too right he goes he gets a job driving a bus and keeps driving the bus until he loses his hearing and can no longer do it. He does that until he is an old man. So all of all of his adventures, all of his 
all of all, all of that kind of was kind of like happened in his I don't know how old he is when he gives up hockey, but presumably in his 20s. And then from then on out, his life is just kind of a, a dead zone of this boring routine of driving a bus. And it's sad because it actually kind of feels very much like a wasted life, but in large part because of what he did with his by sleeping with his brother's mm-hmm, girlfriend mm-hmm. and the guilt that he harbors over it and the um, the exile that he imposes it's, upon this himself. This book is moving. It's really good. I mean, even the art is haunting. And there's not much, you know, I'll, I'll say, I just kind of touch on some of the details. There's the moment, and to your point, it's, there's a lot of flashbacks where the older brother and his older self, I guess his name's Lou, you know, he's like reliving these moments. So you show the older Lou kind of walking through these younger moments, literally in the room at his friend's apartment. But even you show him kind of like flipping through the, the scrapbooks from the letters and the pictures that they sold their mom. Like these are fully written articles. You know, these are fully written in realized moments. It's just like a really lived in world. That's yeah, actually, I really love like Lemire's decision to to use newspaper clips and old photographs and kind of uses them as a collage to tell the story over time uh, of these of of the brothers' hockey success in hockey, and then later on it becomes a a, a big vehicle for for nostalgia and regret over the 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 bond that the older brother lost because of because of what he did. It's a, I mean. Ghost Stories is a much more complex narrative than The Country Nurse and and Tales from the Farm. Though I kind of feel, you know, Lamar needed to do Tales. You know, you kind of need to, you know, crawl, walk, run sort of thing. Tales from the Farm is a much simpler story. But we really are kind of seeing his full powers as a storyteller in Ghost Stories. And I, and I kind of think, like, I don't know. I haven't read that. I've, I've read a, a, a little bit of Ascender. We read Black Hammer. I read the first volume of Sweet Tooth, and I have not read Moon Knight. But this, of the limited Lemire that I read, this this is his most. Comp- this this still feels like his most complex narrative, the most complex narrative that he's done. Yeah, and I think because it's it's not attached to anything. There's no gimmick to it other than the deeply personal where I'm from. You know, it's it's the most human story. There's. There's no robots, there's no aliens, there's no superheroes, there's no genetically engineered moose boys. So, and and it's just, again, and this one is 100% his. There's no pairing with an artist, so it's a really kind of raw style, and there's a a quiet simplicity to the art, and usually we use the art as like the second half of our conversation, Mm. but because it's all him, it's, it's one story, and there's just like literally just flipping through the pages. There's every few pages. There's either kind of a full bleed panel or there's just like a full page spread of something that could just be, I don't want to say a beautiful picture on your wall, but it's just striking images of, of the nursing home, of the street, of the rear view mirror, of staring out at the snow after, you know, you slept with your brother's girlfriend. <laughs> Like and and the following what? page of the old man staring at the sky, feeling that pain still. Like it's just over and over again. These kind of these images punch you in the gut. Well, what I like about Lemire's art, you know, because it's not and in you know obviously he he's famous now for his superhero and sci-fi work, where he's usually paired with a very polished artist. He's not a polished artist, but he creates. He's a very real he's a very good graphic storyteller and he 
really creates a lot of emotion. I mean, he is so good at setting mood and atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his, you know, he kind of has his very loose style, kind of like a lot of really heavy black lines, a lot of very loose inks that almost seem kind of dashed off. But each panel is just kind of packed with, with just like a lot of emotion. Like you really, you 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 really, it it really kind of sets the atmosphere that he's going for and this is really kind of across all three of his of his of of his volumes of essex county he's actually and 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 i think like the the big achievement also with ghost stories is kind of you mentioned this earlier roman but his ability to really kind of show the the characters aging Mm -hmm. as well you know you 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 see you know very clearly who the old man is and you know you see you you still see that you you still see that same person when he's depicted as a as a as a boy or a kid in his in his twenties. Yeah, and even even the brother. I mean, it's it's simple things, but it's you know it's their nose, it's their mustache, these kind of persistent things that weather the age. Like even the younger brother, uh, the younger brother who I'm trying to I'm blanking on the name Lou and Vince. Like you know, it really is quite sad's the wrong word too. It's just like. It's very prescient. It's and it's haunting. Also, the wrong word, but it's to kind of see them over the years, and you know, kind of see the eyes, and kind of see how they they pull back. You know, the moment that that night on the rooftop, the moon itself is crying, and I've I've gone back and I've looked at that that spread more than a few times, and you know, is the moon his brother? Like I've been thinking a lot about that, or is it just the moon is the grief that's going to come from this? Well. I think that that that's the the Nico K song. I wish I was the moon. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that's that's probably like a direct allusion to that song, which inspired the, um, which inspired the this this particular graphic novel. And of course, one of the big lyrics in that song is like Nico K saying, "I'm so lonely. I wish I was the moon tonight." Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's kind of literally depicted, yeah. in, in, in specifically in that scene with the on the on the rooftop. You know, it's basically it's the man. It's you see the the you see the the older brother and 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 his younger brother's wife. You know, and they, that's where they kind of have their tryst. And the moon is, of course, of course, the face of the older brother as an old man. And yeah, as you, he's crying. Why is he? There is a, a I think a really cool ambiguity as to why he's crying. Is he crying because you know this is sort of like the big romance of his life, and it was. His brother's wife, is he crying because of regret? Or it could be all of the above. Uh, that's the other thing, right? There's 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 a lot of there's a lot where you could kind of fill in with, you know, in terms of, you know, it, because so much is unstated, there's a lot that's open to interpretation, which I think is another, you know, another reason why this book creates such an impact. And why for me at least, I kept thinking about it after I I read it. Did you did you have the chance? I don't know which volume you read, but there's a couple of like extra short stories at the back of the collected edition, the the Essex County Boxing Club, as well as I think it's the not the Elephant Man, but Eddie Elephant Ears. Were you able to read those stories as well or not? I don't have those. They're not in my volume. I have so I have like three separate volumes. Uh, okay. Yeah, there, there's a couple of extra shorts that, and then just a couple of moments, not quite outtakes, but like extra stories. 
that are almost like lost tales between some of the characters. But there, there's just some interesting moments. And again, it's um, it's I don't want to say it's a place you want to visit and revisit, but it's very pleasant to kind of see other angles of of the history of this town or of Essex County. And you know, these are all amalgamations of lore and legend and characters. It's just it's a very lived in place. What what are the other stories like? Well, the the first one is literally the tales of these two brothers or best friends who start like a local boxing club. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And it's goofy and it's silly. And it is this multi-generational tale of them starting it in their 20s and them doing it into their old age, even after one of the friends is dead. It's, it's actually quite a glorious story of the inspiration that the surviving friend has to, to bring the boxing club back. The other story is kind of a weird tie-in with the, the, the country nurse. It's just another person that the country nurse treats, and it's it's a little weirder. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but it's just fun, you know? Weirder in a good way or weirder in a not-so-good no, way? It's fine. It's fine. It's just it, it because these stories aren't as long and as deep and as, you know, full of, like, a darker story, they're actually the lightest stories in, in the book. They're just kind of, like the fun extras is kind of what I would call them. And that's good enough, but it was, it's kind of like bonus DVD content from a movie that you really liked. Mm. You know, I mean, I think the the comparison would be like Garrison Keillor's Lake Wobegon or William Faulkner's Yaknapatafa County, mm-hmm. where you kind of have these, you know, they, they, they basically tell all of these stories that sort of stitch together and to create a broader picture of the um, of this uh, of, of a fictional county, in well, in the case of of Faulkner in the South, in the case of Garrison Keillor, actually, I'm not sure where like Will Be Gone is, and in the case of Jeff Lemire in in in, Can- in rural Canada. Yeah, but it's actually kind of a really really astonishing feat that he's able to kind of pull all the, these threads together. Yeah. I do wonder, you know, there's Sufjan Stevens did these for a while. He was doing like the 50 states project where he's going to do an album based on every state. He only got Illinois and Michigan. He did three, right? How many did he, he only do? did two, Illinois and Michigan. He... Oh, okay. And, yeah. But, wow. and, but yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Illinois, by the way. I love Yeah. And Michigan album. also great. And, and you know, every song and every lyric is rooted in kind of local lore and legend. And the reason I bring that up is Lemire grew up in Essex County. It's just a real place. And these are clearly not real people, you know, any similarities is, you know, fictional and coincidental. But I do wonder, like, are these loosely based on things heard or are these just like characters of imagination placed in a real place? You know, you know, like I used to see this old guy at the diner. Let me write his entire life story. I actually so the writer Truman Capote, when he was when he was young, he like like a like a kid he would he would just kind of know the gossip around town Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around and he would write it up and he would submit it as fiction to writing contests and he would win until eventually people realized that he that 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 he wasn't writing fictional stories he was just disseminating gossip (laughs) and and supposedly that created a, a bit of a a bit of a conflict. That's amazing. That's Truma Capote himself re- recalled this incident in an interview and, you know, might have been kind of like legend of his own mind, but I like believing all of that is true. That's great. So 
Roman, I know that you would you would recommend this uh, this comic, but who would you recommend it to? Is there is there any particular? Would it be like everybody, or or is it like a specific type of reader? You know, it's there's kind of like the rural urban thing. Like, do you want rural people to to read this as a reflection, or do you want urban people to read this as this is this is what life is like, right? And you know, there actually is a rural urban juxtaposition, especially in ghost stories, because a lot of it does take place in Toronto, the big city. But then I also think about, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, I, you know, I don't think any of my family is going to read a comic, but like the kind of pain across generations. And again, it's a very kind of specific sin that that is built into this. So, but it, it's like understanding and reading that, like ne- never mind the sin of between the brothers, but I think that's an interesting thing to provoke. Like, you know, I do wonder, like, I, I, it's funny, I did have a vacation recently and my parents came up and I did get to spend one late night talking to my dad and he did open up and talk about the relationship with his brother and what he does and doesn't understand about it, uh, one of his brothers back in India. And obviously none of what happened between these two brothers happened between my dad and his brother, but it's the the rift, the generations, the, they have lived long lives. These are men in their 70s and 80s, right? Not unlike uh, Vince and Lou. So... I know they would. I know older folks wouldn't read this, but I wonder how they would interpret it. You know, of how how accurate this is, because you and I have not lived our full lives yet. We don't have the full. Strength. I hope not. I mean, I hope not, Roman. I mean, who who knows, right? In this day and age, I hope yeah. Not. So, what about you, Ryan? I mean, who would you recommend to to read this book? I mean, I just recommend it just straight up, right? I, I, you know, I mean, I guess there are certain books I kind of recommend with reservations. You know, like Junji Ito, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, like dementia 21 or paramus but this one I, I just pretty much recommend straight up I, I don't i don't think you know it's, it's not it's not a, a book that really you know that 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 really requires a distinct sensibility to enjoy it i would say yeah, that's true i am actually curious though what would happen if you gave it to your dad to read now how would your dad react to it and um that's one thing and the other thing i think you should do a graphic novel about your dad and his brother and what caused them, what caused the rift. <laughs> yeah, not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. <laughs> For multiple reasons. It is, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's just this, uh, we keep coming back to ghost stories, you know, those episodes about Essex County. Or I think, I think about some of the stuff I'm working on and just like the multi-generational kind of clean singular story that is told that's that's not rooted in something bigger. It's just rooted in something very, very small and personal. It's really admirable. It's just really, really admirable. Um, it's it's something you should keep on your shelf. Yeah. And yeah, I already do. That's why it was so easy to recommend this one. <laughs> you cheap bastard. Actually, I'm the cheap bastard who got it from the library. I'm literally like, this is what I feel like should be on everyone's shelf. At minimum, ghost stories. But but the whole the whole compendium is is quite a good one. Yeah, I, I would read the whole thing. I mean, I know that, you know, I think the other two kind of pale in comparison. But you can't just eat stories. the meat of a sandwich. You need the bread and the toothpick. No, you know, I could, I could do, I could, I, could, I, could, I could just eat the meat. But I, I do recommend reading the other two. Just, you know, you, you kind of, it kind of gives you a fuller picture of this, of this community. And actually, that's the one thing I wish, you know, I would, I would actually like to see a lot of more really kind of rich stories like ghost stories that take place in Essex County, you know, country nurse 
is a wrap up and then and then Tales from the Farm is sort of a liftoff. But I like to see, you know, I want more meat. As it were. You should try poutine. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I, I have. I have. I've, I've, I've actually, I've had poutine in, in New York and my Canadian friends who have also had it. They're like, that's not, that's not, that's not real poutine. <laughs> Much like this podcast. This, this is, uh, this podcast is genuine fucking poutine. We got the cheese curds. We got the gravy. We got the crispy ass fries. We got everything. Nice. Well. Yes. That leads me to my next... Except! Oh, I was going to say, the one thing we don't have is what we're going to read next week. (laughs) (laughs) So many options! And no matter what we say, it's not going to be what we're going to read next week. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right, whatever you say we're going to read next week. Do you think any of our listeners, like, listen to the episode, they get to it, it's like, oh shit, that's the next book, and they go and read it through great expense, and then they tune in for the next episode, and they're just, like, really fucking angry at us? I like the idea that our inability to adhere to what we say we're going to read next week pisses people off, but no, I don't think anyone's that revved up about it. What yes. what could we read next week? What 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 are, what are you? Well, about? it's you know we're ta- we're we're heading into Halloween. We're heading into the, the the creepy season. All right. Let me try to find some some good comics that'll creep you out. Well, you know, by, you by the time this episode airs, our we'll already have read and recorded probably the next episode. But if you have an idea on books that we should be reading, uh, email us at qtdcomics at gmail because we want more than just our web hosting bills. And a spam email. Yeah, shoot us an email. We'll, we, we promise we'll monitor it, maybe. <laughs> and that's our show. Like what you heard? Be sure to share with a friend, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. See lots of pretty pictures of the books we read at qtdcomics.com. And since we're sure no one's listening, prove us otherwise. Shoot an email over to say what I got right and what Ryan got wrong. qtdcomics at gmail.com. Give you a social media handle, but we're old, and that feels like too much work. I'm Roman Segel. And I am and have always been Ryan Jones.